submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 57 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source of the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and so much more. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're going to be talking about... Hey, Skiba News Nation family, this upcoming episode, episode 57, we'll be talking about the WEF reports, no longer are we going through global warming, now it's global melting and boiling. Environmental activists versus fake activists. People fighting for rice in India because of food shortages. Putin bans GMO in Russia. BlackRock controls the economy. Generation Z anti-woke awakening. Ford set to lose 4.5 billion on the new electric truck. Hoverboard races. Interesting new technologies, an all-new Opus Corner, and for history, we're going to be talking about new evidence of the moon landing hoax, Buzz Aldrin schooled by a six-year-old, tribute to Pee Wee Herman, memes, and much more, so subscribe and stay tuned. Now before we get into today's great episode, I'd like to introduce my great and insightful co-host as always. Welcome, Jake. I think I did that wrong. Hello, Jeremiah. <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. Just doing a lot of a lot of prepping for Skiba News Nation this week. I think you guys are really going to like the history, and I, I already know that you got some great current news. So, yeah, and, and this week I think I'll have my largest meme segment ever. So you guys stay tuned. It's going to be great. Awesome. 
Well, let's dive right in. All right. So uh, this week, it's always great to start off our news segment with good reminders, kind of a morality check. Why are we doing this? What do we do uh, to keep pushing on despite all the things going on in the world? Well, uh, considering the topic of deception, right? Well, fact checkers didn't exist until the truth started getting out. And now you have uh, truths reclassified as malinformation or disinformation that's dangerous right and uh, it's crazy that people are so programmed that they'll debate with you over things they've never researched yeah they've been told one thing and and they see a general consensus from all the the fact checkers out there and they'll be like well this has been established fact and yet uh, they'll debate with somebody that's done a little bit more research uh, to get past the surface level Google search, right? Yep. Um, but, you know, know this, some people will not hear you regardless of how much, how loud, or how truthful, how loving, or how profound you speak. Wish them well and let them go. You know, sometimes ignorance is a choice. Uh, in Second Thessalonians, in the scripture, it talks about how some people don't have a love for the truth, and so that they buy the lie, and because of that, you know, they fall uh, into deception. Well, here on Skibanese uh, Nation, we have a love for the truth, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, that's the, the most important thing, I think, in our lives is when we apply and walk after substantial truth, uh, then it kind of illuminates the world. And, and what is the light to our path? What is the ultimate truth, right? Well, imagine finding out all you believed in was based on a lie and that the truth was always in the Bible, sitting there on your counter, right, that you never opened. It was just hmm. waiting for you to unpack the, the, the coded truths of the universe that the Most High is embedded into reality, the, the, the reality of blessings and curses and, and, and what our purpose of life is, right? And that truth is sitting there, you know, in, in a you know, on your bookshelf or in a drawer, never being investigated. And well, it's free. there's a depth to this that, uh, you know, all people are called to in a way and some choose to pursue it and some don't. Um, but with that topic, you know, it's uh, also a caveat that modern Christianity has kind of taken a back seat to doing their own study and what it actually says. Uh, here's a meme of when you tell them what the Bible says, but they come back with, yeah, but my pastor says dot 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 right and yeah. um it's kind of incredible and this is one of the great areas of research your dad really influenced a lot of people in pointing out some of the inconsistencies in modern christendom and some of the doctrinal deceptions that we've inherited in innocence and kept in ignorance and uh the main one i would point out is this you know that the jews accept the torah the, the law, the commandment to the Most High, but do not accept the Messiah, Yahushua, right? Mm -hmm. But Christians accept the Messiah. They accept Jesus, but they don't accept the way of life. They don't accept walking out the kingdom commandments in our life today. That's all spiritualized and done away with and whatnot. 
Um, but you know, with all these things uh, addressed, you know, this is kind of the 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 silver lining of all of the things that have come out in recent years is because of the golden age of the internet, the lay person have been provided access to ancient documents, forgotten scriptures, extra biblical texts that have been cast aside, uh, different uh, tools to break down language in a way that has revealed so much depth to the path of the ancients that we're encouraged to walk in, right? Seek out the ancient paths and uh, see the good way therein and walk in it, right? And uh, unfortunately, uh, while there's this opportunity for profound spiritual growth in today's world because of the information and the access and the concordances and the tools and and all these things that were given freely through the internet, there's also the temptation of uh, using that tool of of information for you know the wrong purposes and here's a test of maturity is maturity is working through your trauma and not using it as a never-ending excuse for poor behavior mm-hmm. because we're living in the day and age where there's a lot of traumatizing things and and if you look at PC woke culture the the agenda is often to get people to paint themselves as a victim in order to get more benefits, right? Uh, to paint yourself as a uh, somebody who has been wronged, and it's all about pointing fingers outwards. But you know, you got to remember, you're always, you know, when you point finger outwards, you're pointing what three fingers back at you. Is that what the saying is? But <laughs> I think that's what um, it is. I mean, it, it's it's definitely a time that we have to figure out what our priorities are and that's why of course i always try to include this you know faith-based element in our show i know this is a news broadcast but it's so important to recognize that what's going on in here uh really can help us deal what's with what's out there and so um that's why of course always i'm reminding you guys you know let's figure out the basics of our foundation right and then we can worry about what's happening all across the world um and uh here's a an interesting throwback meme it's uh uh, we need to bring back community-owned food stores the front porch the milkman and the victory garden and uh these are more practical world building concepts that it's not all doom and gloom it's about how do you build outside of the Babylon system? How do you build outside of the, the New World Order and their cities that have us all trapped into these systems of comfort that give away our freedoms? Well, some of these are really great ideas, you know, community-owned food stores. I'm sure there's, you know, the local, uh, like, vegetable booth, you know, especially here in Kentucky, we have the Amish community and, uh, and a lot of people into growing their own gardens. But, you know, the concept of sowing back into your local community and building up the wealth of the community you live in is very important for a strong society. And, of course, right now we're all kind of lulled into the corporatized grocery store, right? The, the Walmart or, or the Myers or whatever. And when you pay and you give money for goods from these sources 
it, it takes away from the people that you live next to. And so um, we don't want to funnel all of our resources into big corporate systems that are more easily controlled and can implement wide you know, measures that are passed down from the WEF and, and all these Bilderberger type groups. Um, we want to support our neighbor because the concept of having 10 friends within 10 miles of your house uh, could help you survive if there's ever a, you know, a stuff hit the fan situation, right? Yep. Um, so uh, also uh, I shared a meme a long time ago. Opa really liked it about how we've transitioned from a front porch society to a back porch slash patio society where back in the day, everybody used to sit on their front porch and look out into the world and talk about, you know, what's going on and, and paying attention to what's going on in their neighborhood, people driving by, who's that, you know, stranger I've never seen before and looking across the street into your let's neighbor's eyes, cookies, right? You know, let's bring yeah, let's cookies. Br let's, yeah, let's, let's be friends. Let's be friendly. Let's reach out to our community. And, uh, and that's the concept of what being a front porch society actually introduces is looking outward into the future, looking outward into society and actually caring about the community you live in versus being a sequestered back porch patio people that are all about just being insular and, and ignoring the world outside. Okay. Uh, I think the milkman is an interesting one. It, it's the concept of uh, bringing holistic, healthy options straight to your door. Uh, I mean, the, the milkman bringing holistic, like organic whole milk, you know, unpasteurized milk, uh, how good that would be for our society. Uh, I mean, of course, now we have what's sold in grocery stores, which is pretty much just it's not even probiotic milk. blasted, you know, white stuff. It's, it's, it's almost not no longer milk. They've so, you know, pasteurized it and, and, and chemically castrated it to the point where people's bodies are rejecting these, uh, the nutrients that are in there in uh, whole, untouched, straight out of the cow milk. And my family drinks whole milk, and it's a totally different experience. Have you ever had uh, like full on cow milk, Jeremiah? I have, yes. It's actually really good. It's, yeah, it, it, there's something to it. And of course, you know, it, it doesn't last as long. And, and that's what we're going to learn today in, our, in some of our news segments is some of the motivation for food not being as healthy is the fact that it can last longer, therefore bringing more of an opportunity for uh, profit because you can keep it on the shelves longer and people are more likely to buy it before it goes bad. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the topic of uh, grow your own food, sustain your own life, and uh, get away from the chemically dangerous uh, GMO foods and pesticide-covered vegetables that we buy in the big corporate mega grocery stores, right? We're going to start uh, addressing first the news coming out of the, the World Economic Forum, and uh, I think this is the UN. There's a global meeting that recently happened, and they're advancing the environmental agenda far beyond global warming, and now it's pretty much the global meltings here, and we oh, need no. to really push these agendas of environment green control out into the world. So check out this first video. 
Very good morning. Humanity is in the hot seat. Today, the World Meteorological Organization and the European Commission's Copernicus Climate Change Service are releasing official data that confirms that July 2023 is set to be the hottest month ever recorded in human history. We don't have to wait for the end of the month to know this. Short of a mini ice age over the next days, July 2023 will shatter records across the board. According to the data released today, July has already seen the hottest three-week period ever recorded, the three hottest days on record, and the highest ever ocean temperatures for this time of year. The consequences are clear and they are tragic. Children swept away by monsoon rains, families running from the flames, workers collapsing in scorching heat. For vast parts of North America, Asia, Africa and Europe, it's a cruel summer. For the entire planet, it is a disaster. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended, the era, the era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Leaders must live. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. It is still possible to, meet, to limit global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius and avoid the very worst of climate change, but only with dramatic, immediate climate action. We have seen some progress, a robust rollout of renewables, some positive steps from sectors such as shipping, but none of these is going far enough or fast enough. Accelerating temperatures demand accelerated action. We have several critical opportunities ahead. The Africa Climate Summit, the G20 Summit, the UN Climate Ambition Summit, COP28. But leaders, and particularly G20 countries responsible for 80% of global emissions, must step up for climate action and climate justice. What does that mean in practice? First, emissions. We need ambitious new national emissions reduction targets from G20 members. And we need all countries to take action in line with my soli climate solidarity pact and acceleration agenda. Hitting fast forward so that developed countries come, commit to reach net zero emissions as close as possible to 2040 and the emerging economies as close as possible to 2050, with support from developed countries to do so. And all actors must come together to accelerate a just and equitable transition from fossil fuels to renewables as we stop oil and gas expansion and funding and licensing for new coal, oil and gas. Credible plans must also be presented to exit coal by 2030 for OECD countries and 2040 for the rest of the world. Ambitious renewable energy goals must be in line 
with 1.5 degree limits. And we must reach net zero electricity by 2035 in developed countries and 2040 elsewhere as we work to bring affordable electricity to everyone on Earth. We also need action from leaders beyond governments. I urge companies, as well as cities, regions and financial institutions to come to the Climate Ambition Summit with credible transition plans that are fully aligned with the United Nations Net Zero Standards presented by our high-level expert group. Financial institutions must end their fossil fuel lending, underwriting and investments and shift to renewables instead. And fossil fuel companies must chart their move towards clean energy with detailed transition plans across the entire value chain. No more greenwashing, no more deception, and no more abusive distortion of antitrust laws to sabotage net zero alliances. Second, adaptation. Extreme weather is becoming the new normal. All countries must respond and protect their people from the searing heat fatal floods, storms, droughts, and raging fires that result. Those countries on the front lines who have done the least to cause the crisis and have the least resources to deal with it, must have the support they need to do so. It's time for a global surge in adaptation investment to save millions of lives from climate change. And that requires unprecedented coordination around the priorities and plans of vulnerable developing countries. Developed countries must present a clear and credible roadmap to double adaptation finance by 2025 as a first step towards devoting at least half of all climate finance to adaptation. Every person on Earth must be covered by an early warning system by 2027 by implementing the action plan we launched last year. And countries should consider a set of global goals to mobilize international action and support on adaptation. And that leads to the third area for accelerated action, finance. Promises made on international climate finance must be promises kept. Developed countries must honor their commitments to provide 100 billion US dollars a year to developing countries for climate support and fully replenish the Green Climate Fund. I am concerned that only two G7 countries, Canada and Germany, have made until now replenishment pledges. Countries must also operationalize the loss and damage fund at COP28 this year. No more delays, no more excuses. More broadly, many banks, investors and other financial actors continue to reward polluters and incentivize wrecking the planet. We need a course correction in the global financial system so that it supports accelerated climate action. That includes putting a price on carbon and pushing the multilateral development banks to overhaul their business models and approaches to risk. We need the multilateral development banks leveraging their funds to mobilize much more private finance at reasonable costs to developing countries and scaling up their funding to renewables, adaptation and loss and damage. In all these areas, we need government, civil society, business and others working in partnership to deliver. I look forward to welcoming first movers and doers on the acceleration agenda to New York for the Climate Ambition Summit in September and to hearing how leaders will respond to the facts before us. This is the price of entry. The evidence is everywhere. 
humanity has unleashed destruction. This must not inspire despair, but action. We can still stop the worst. But to do so, we must turn a year of burning heat into a year of burning ambition and accelerate climate action now. You are fake news, sir. <laughs> so, I mean, if you caught that, you can see that they're quickly advancing the entire green economic uh, agenda where they're enforcing these laws in different countries, such as the Paris Climate Accords, the, these concepts that all these countries need to fall in line so that they can better, I don't know, uh, help the environment. Mm -hmm. Well, what we're seeing in the West, at least, is everybody's all pro help the environment, save the environment. Well, check out this video of what uh, a true environmentalism uh, activist would do versus what these protesters look like uh, on TV. So How check this dare out. You. So this is people actually doing good for the earth, right? Cleaning up the nastiness. These are what fake environmental activists do. They block streets and, you know, get carried off like children. And it, it's just interesting seeing how the WEF agenda and the UN's Green Deal, Paris Climate Accord type agendas, um, they're being carried out by these almost paid actors to cause disruption in society. Going into this next video, uh, it's interesting that while there is uh, some interesting temperatures being recorded, uh, the food is really what we need to be worried about. Check out this next video. <laughs> This is Tapu 7, and you were witnessing people panic buying rice after this new ban put into place by India. And you can see here in this clip, long lines of people in the United States waiting to get food. This is connected to India coming out and stating that they are going to put this large-scale ban across the board on exporting certain rices so now all of a sudden these people panic buying and we're seeing this on video clips being shared on social media and it's coming from places like texas and out of places like california hmm. where they're seeing this firsthand so the one clip was of a costco people starting to get a little crazy in there throwing the food around and it looks like some are seeing this as a sign that something big is on the horizon we've warned about food shortages and there's different things that add to them but on the global scene having india make a move like this is rather big plus the moves that russia is making in terms of threatening to blow up anything that comes into a ukrainian port and then destroying all the wheat you're talking that wheat and rice now globally taking a big hit this is something to pay attention to i'm going to break this down further on the next live stream make sure to join me but for anyone out there 
that depends on rice or likes rice and wheat, you might want to look into this further. I'll leave links below. This has been Dabu7. Shoutouts to Gary and Watchers. Much love. And uh, one of the things he talks about is this attack on global food supply. Russia reportedly attacks Ukrainian port in the Danube River and wheat prices soar. So worldwide, there's this pressure on food. Um, and uh, I wonder why uh, Russia just recently banned GMO uh, products. Uh, hmm. Very interesting. Check out this next video. Did you know that Vladimir Putin, the Russian's president, he's passed a law that any Russian who grows or sells genetically modified foods is to be considered a terrorist. He's even giving land away to Russians who will grow food organically, non-GMO. You put his name and GMO in Google app and you'll read the spiel. He says, we Russians look across at the West. Over over-medicated, over-fed, sitting in front of boxes every night in their lounge rooms, eating food that has no nutrients, he said, and we know it's weakening the West. Is he right? Absolutely right. Wow. Yeah, so he, they know that the food is weakening the, the West. They know that it's affecting our health. Uh, check out this video on a topic we've covered in the past about how BlackRock controls the world economy and they're possibly one of the people pulling the strings behind this push for GMO food because of money, money, money. Check this out. The backlash against BlackRock. All roads lead to good for BlackRock. To your point, though, about BlackRock becoming this absolute lightning rod. DeSantis, for example, pulling funds from BlackRock. BlackRock hmm. <laughs> getting its uh, headquarters sacked. You say here for BlackRock. An alliance with BlackRock. We talk an awful lot about BlackRock here on Breaking Points, and they're also the target of numerous conspiracy theories online. What is BlackRock? This company quite literally owns the world. Yeah, so BlackRock is an organization, it's a company publicly listed on NASDAQ. BlackRock runs pretty much the entire global economy. Well, here's the research more on who BlackRock is, if you don't know. That's an organization which is funded by all the same people, yeah? So they've got all these different groups that they're funding. It's all about pushing their narrative. So today we're gonna to dive deep into BlackRock, their business model, their agenda, the kinds of powers they wield, and if they do in fact control the world. Just a made up story, none of it's real. Woke up this morning, United States of BlackRock. God damn, my bed sure felt comfy. But we keep it moving, so I got up, went and hopped in the shower, cleaned myself off, made myself a nice cup of coffee. And I was just about to go sit on the toilet when I got a call from my buddy. He's like, yo, we're going on vacation. But he wouldn't tell me where, so I packed a quick bag and hopped on my Harley. Drove down to the airport where I checked into my gate, but I had enough time to go grab another cup of coffee. You know me, I keep it lit. Then we hopped on our plane and shit, we went to Disneyland, baby. Has your interest been piqued? Well, I hit up Cancel This Clothing Company, who has amassed almost a million followers on TikTok in just a few months by covering BlackRock to help us separate fact from fiction when it comes to this seemingly mysterious Wall Street firm. 
when you start from a who owns this company perspective, you very quickly run into BlackRock because when you start looking at ownership sheets, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, the big three investment firms are at the top of all of them. But before we get to anything else, the first question we have to tackle is, how did BlackRock get so big? Well, the seeds of BlackRock were actually sown within the walls of another financial powerhouse, Blackstone. In 1988, Larry Fink, along with seven others, founded BlackRock as an internal asset management division within Blackstone. Within just a few months, their business had turned profitable, and by 1989, the group's assets had quadrupled to $2.7 billion. Central to BlackRock's meteoric rise are two transformative innovations, ETFs and Aladdin, their proprietary trading algorithm. ETFs, or exchange-traded funds, allows investors a simple and efficient way to diversify their investments while reducing risk and costs. Aladdin is BlackRock's comprehensive risk management system, a digital brain, so to speak, that they pioneer to keep track of portfolios and manage risk by predicting how likely it is that a specific investment will fail. Today, BlackRock is the largest of the three investment firms, managing nearly $10 trillion in assets, followed by Vanguard at roughly $8 trillion and State Street at $4 trillion. Technically, these assets do belong to investors, the clients of BlackRock. But effectively speaking, BlackRock manages or owns all of these shares. So what happens when the shares of supposedly competing firms are owned by the same few investment firms? Well, it effectively creates what Harvard Business Review calls, quote, a different form of monopoly, which they say harms competition, consumers, and the economy. Just imagine two ice cream carts next to each other with different owners. They would either need to lower their price or enhance their offerings to compete for your business. But if both carts had the same owners, they would not be incentivized to cut price because that would only result in a lower total profit for their investors. This kind of dynamic plays out every day in companies across all industries in the real world. Take supermarkets, for example. Who are the largest shareholders of Walmart, America's largest supermarket chain? BlackRock and Vanguard. Kroger's, also BlackRock and Vanguard. What about Target? You guessed it, BlackRock and Vanguard. And what's happened to food prices? We've all felt it. It's gone up, up, and away. This same pattern of ownership repeats across every major industry. So what we think of as the most powerful companies in the world, companies like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, the executives at these firms still have to consult with companies like BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street before they make any major decisions since they have such a large share of their ownership. So the point almost isn't the fact that they own every company, it's how such a structure of concentrated institutional ownership impacts the quality of life for ordinary people. They're deeply intertwined with political power, the political powers that be. When we talk about power, when we talk about control, there's perhaps no better evidence than being given the ability to choose winners and losers. What in the world is happening on Wall Street? Two-year no-yields went from 190 to 166 in the blink of an eye. The NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. It was the worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The 2008 financial crisis proved to be a remarkable opportunity that propelled BlackRock into becoming the financial titan it is today, as the firm secured uncontested contracts to take over the assets of major collapsed banking institutions like Bear Stearns and AIG. A similar thing happened again in 2020 when the Fed tapped BlackRock to help oversee efforts to stabilize the bond market amid the economic turmoil caused by the coronavirus pandemic. 
Now, they didn't get handed the keys by accident. It was all a very carefully and methodically orchestrated plan over time. There is a playbook, so to speak. Campaign contributions, making friends with both major political parties, specifically targeting the House Financial Services Committee, the folks who could potentially cause BlackRock headaches, and of course, employing an army of professional lobbyists. Just how high up in the US government have they been able to penetrate? Well, currently there are three BlackRock veterans with appointed positions in the Biden cabinet. Brian Deese, the former global head of sustainable investing at BlackRock, is Biden's chief economic director. Michael Pyle, BlackRock's former global chief investment strategist, is Kamala Harris's chief economic advisor. Let me tell you, those two positions do not require Senate confirmation, and they are actually the first duo of the modern era to go from the same Wall Street investment firm to jobs as top economic advisors to the president and the vice president of the United States at the same time. Wally Adeyemo, the former chief of staff to BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, he is now the current deputy treasury secretary. And let's not forget, Larry Fink, the chairman and CEO of BlackRock, is a member on the board of trustees of the World Economic Forum. Let me tell you, it's not through who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the- And who's that? The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks, these guys run. This is conjecture, but it cannot be a coincidence which firm of all firms was tapped to lead the investment to rebuild Ukraine. You guessed it, Larry Fink and BlackRock. Another data point, in 2021, BlackRock became the first global asset manager licensed to start a wholly owned onshore mutual fund business in China. So do they own governments? Well, it's hard to say exactly what goes on behind closed doors, but I think all the evidence points to significant influence that certainly warrants further scrutiny. The people who are forcing these companies to Bud Light themselves already have enough money. It's companies like Vanguard, BlackRock, the companies that own major stakes in Target or Disney. So with all that shareholder clout, they can force these companies to do whatever they want. They confess this is what they're doing. Behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Uh, ESG, environmental social governance, the woke agenda, or whatever you want to call it, the idea that return on capital shouldn't be the only consideration in an investment. This is definitely a complicated topic because the genesis of this idea isn't based on indoctrination, as some of us have been led to believe, but rather it is a marketing campaign based on deflection. It's meant to give the illusion that a profit-maximizing firm cares about more than just profit maximization. They also care about other considerations like the environment, diversity, sustainability, fair compensation, etc., etc. But the complication arises because there becomes this kind of unavoidable hypocrisy. Does BlackRock have this woke agenda to incentivize companies to diversify the composition and expand the pool of talent beyond just white men? Yes, they do. Not because they care about equality, but because they are trying to deflect from the fact that they also buy up entire neighborhoods that will in effect eliminate the possibility for historically marginalized groups of people to claim a stake in society through home ownership. Can BlackRock really advocate for climate sustainability net zero by 2030 or 2050 if they just named Saudi Aramco CEO Admin Nassar to their own board of directors? The last 
five and 10 years, you saw Larry Fink and you saw BlackRock very aggressively talk about ESG and in particular climate. In fact, I remember doing an interview with, with him where he talked about climate and carbon as being one of the central issues of his life, of his life. He then gets tortured in the last two years by the right. It appears to some degree he is now placating that group and I imagine may shoot himself in the foot uh, again on the other side. And what I, what I fear is that people are gonna think that this firm has just flip-flopped from one side to the other side, to, you know, and just to, you know, wh whatever the wind uh, is blowing today is the way we're going. And that is the central conundrum for BlackRock's ESG marketing campaign. Nobody is happy. Investors aren't happy because ESG funds haven't been shown to perform very well. Conservatives flaming culture wars, well, they're not happy. And just to make a point, in several states, they've actually pulled their funds completely out of BlackRock. Progressives, they hammer BlackRock for their hypocrisy. And there's a lot to criticize there. Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, recently said he is no longer using the term ESG because it is politically weaponized and he's ashamed to be part of the debate on this issue. The truth is, from my perspective, Larry Fink isn't ashamed of ESG. He's just come to the realization that his marketing campaign didn't work and that it's completely incompatible with the nature of the business that he's trying to run. And the end result is not only that everyone is pissed off, but his firm's bottom line is being materially affected. You need to assess humans in the in the space as individuals making their own choices. You need to assess corporations and companies as individual corporations and companies making their own choices. Evilness is by definition subjective, but here's what I'll say based on the incentive structures in place. BlackRock derives the majority of its revenue from investment advisory and administrative fees charged to its clients. Their entire business model is predicated on increasing the value of the assets they manage, meaning that day by day, year over year, corporations as a whole need to grow, need to increase their value. The rules of engagement to grow in a purely capitalist society, you could like this or you could not like this, but it requires companies to extract the most value they can in every transaction, business to business and business to worker, and give up the least amount possible. There's little to no human consideration whatsoever. The very reason why BlackRock have been able to make a name for themselves in a matter of just three decades versus firms that are hundreds and hundreds of years old is because of an algorithm. An algorithm that distills everything down and everyone down to ones and zeros and the present value of all future cash flows. There is by necessity an inherent inhumanity when we financialize and commodify everything where you and I and everybody else become objects of trade. Now, I think that's pretty darn evil, but again, evilness is subjective and it's up to your own personal values and interpretations. Well, what do you think about that, Jeremiah? He really broke it down what BlackRock's role in monetizing humankind actually is. I think you just summed it up right there. I mean, they control so much. I think they're controlling a lot more than people think. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, these investment firms like BlackRock heavily influence groups like the WEF and mm. uh, policymakers in countries. And uh, I saw this funny meme, the evolution of the trash icon, 1995, 1998, <laughs> 2000, 2001, 2006, 2015, and in 2022, the World Economic Forum's logo. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, on this topic of, uh, of monetary control, 
and making people sick by selling them a product and then selling them the cure through pharmaceutical means uh, to treat whatever sickness your food products cause. Uh, there's, of course, uh, a couple other things I wanted to show. Uh, like recently, the WHO declares the widely used sweetener aspartame a possible cancer cause, but intake guidelines stay the same. Huh, how interesting. Hmm. Uh, whenever I was in college, I used to give speeches about Donald Rumsfeld and the collusion between uh, the FDA and the company that produced aspartame and how Donald Rumsfeld was once the CEO or the uh, head honcho at this company that had uh, been trying to push through getting the FDA to clear aspartame and uh, he was then elected into the uh, Bush. the the, the, Bush into the Bush administration put in as a chair for the FDA and then as soon as he passes gets past the baton they push through the the legalization of aspartame for human use uh because it was a chemical derivative they were trying to figure out how to sell uh because oh it's uh you know it's sweet it could replace sugar well guess what they made a bunch of money you know pushing this sugar alternative you know let's low 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 sugar low fat stuff everybody's taking sugar uh you know replacement sweeteners because uh, they're told it's good for their health well, they then turn you into a lifelong patient when you destroy your body. And um, and it's just, you know, in 2023 that they're starting to declare that the widely used sweetener uh, possibly causes cancer. Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, not only that, but check out stuff like this. The EPA says three widely used pesticides are driving hundreds of endangered species towards extinction. It's interesting that there are all these elements um, and you have to have this big puzzle and put each piece together to get the full picture. But not only is it the GMO products, not only is it the, uh, the chemical products, but it's also what they're doing um, in terms of, you know, causing species distinct, uh, extinction through the use of their pesticides and then associating that with the, the climate change agenda. It's, it's all connected and yep. it's, it's crazy. You, you start to look like that meme of the guy with the wild hair and all the, the strings on his mm -hmm. bulletin board where he's making all these connections. Um, but of course, you know, just remember, approved by the FDA means approved by the Federal Death Administration. <laughs> and uh, and they also, you know, pushed through the authorization of the tragedy uh, that happened, to the, the terrible affront to mankind that happened over the past two years with the medical experiment. Um, and this is a post from the... Uh, UK's government office for national statistics and it shows the monthly age standardized mortality rates by V status among 18 to 39 year olds uh, compared to those who are not V'd uh, there's a disparity so it shows that more young people from 18 to 39 years old are dying that have received the medical experiment than those who are, have not and of course, how, how was this pushed on the populace? Well, here in the United States, it was given EU, Emergency Use Authorization. And, uh, and now that that's been rescinded, 
anybody who participated in the experiment no longer has uh, retribution for suing those pharmaceutical companies because they were under a protected status. Um, and, uh, and so if you participated during all the fear, uh, unfortunately, there's no retribution for you or monetary compensation for any kind of uh, adverse effects. You know, some of these things are so eye-opening and, you know, we, we did cover BlackRock. We talked about uh, how, you know, we shared how they're monetizing mankind and we are being monetized in all these ways, whether it's being turned into lifelong patients, whether it's being fed just poison food at a very cheap rate. Well, uh, eventually the level of control has to be extended to like every area and part of our life. And the next phase of that, according to the WEF and all these different groups, uh, is a central bank digital currency, a beast blockchain, if you will. And, uh, and it ties to the number crunching uh, algorithms that BlackRock employs. For example, the Aladdin software this AI computing technology that helps them determine what to make investments in, whether to collapse this company or invest in this country or do this or that. Just imagine if these number crunching AI uh, computers can start number crunching what you spend and what you buy on and how much more they will monetize mankind. So check out this next video on the CBDC beast blockchain. All right. This is Dabu7, putting out information here, hoping that people wake up and see what these CBDCs really are. Education is key here, trying to wake up the people around us, friends and family, to get them to see that the privacy is about to go bye-bye with CBDCs. No more buying at the flea market, with no one knowing, no more buying at the farmer's market, no more lemonade stand, no more yard sale, no more anything without the government tracking it. The CBDCs are now here, globally. They're being rolled out. They've told us here in America that we're gonna be amongst the last to see this and witness it. They've told us as much, but when we look around the globe, we can see this being implemented everywhere. We've seen India and China with their talks and everything with the digital currency in their countries, different parts of Africa, and we've seen rejection out of Africa, like in Nigeria, where a majority of the populace rejected the beast blockchain. We need to do the same because that's all these digital currencies are, is they're a trap to enslave all of us. Now, with technology comes great responsibility and it, it's all about who runs certain things that makes it what it is. You could have a good person driving a car and it'd be a-okay. And you could have a bad person turn a car into a weapon and mow a bunch of people down. That is my point. This technology, so to speak, in terms of blockchain and cryptocurrencies and digital currencies, it could be used potentially in a good manner, but it's not. Not in this evil world, in this evil setting. It's pretty clear that this whole thing is being organized by the governments even Bitcoin that was built on a hash that was created by the NSA. Some of you need to do your dang homework. And I've warned you, anything and everything out here can be tracked and traced in this digital realm. I don't care how foolproof and bulletproof you, and how much you've been shilling a coin or whatever. 
Coinbase just came out and said that the SEC told them to delist every single coin except Bitcoin. Their baby. Okay? And the SEC just went after not only Coinbase and Binance, but they just charged the founder of Hex, Richard Hart, with misappropriating millions of dollars. Well, he took in, he raised more than $1 billion for all the shills that were out there shilling Hex. Yeah, and lost all your money. Did you learn a lesson? Because this happens all the time, and you'll, you'll see them continue to do so, continue to shill away. So as long as there's scams and money to be made out there, they're going to do it and people are going to fall for it. And we try to educate folks out there to be sharp and to be aware of what's going on out here in this atmosphere. If you have any crypto and exchanges in the future, they very well may make it very difficult for you to get because they're running all the exchanges out of the country, Binance out of the country, Coinbase out of the country which was one of the main on-ramps for all Americans to get into crypto, and they have all your financial records. And this game of cat and mouse continues. One thing is for sure, the blockchain itself will strip away all privacy from anyone within the country that is using that technology. Your privacy is gone, and this is what you need to be telling friends and family. Simple and plain. This is going to do away with all your privacy and your freedom. And our forefathers went to war and laid their lives down on the line to stop things like this from happening. We've got to step it up. We've got to voice our concern and our opinions. We've got to rise and we've got to fight back. Now, of course, the way that they get you is they hold a big carrot in front of you. And, uh, and I know um, with the crypto space, uh, there's definitely an opportunity to make or lose a lot of money. And, and currently I have family members that are really rooting for the XRP uh, crypto to hit the moon, right? Yeah. And, uh, and it's always funny to me that some of that language has been used, like a crypto going to the moon, when you <laughs> consider what we've learned, especially, especially through like your dad's research, Jeremiah, that we've never probably gone to the moon. And so when they say a crypto, let's get a crypto to go to the moon and we'll all be rich. Well, <laughs> what if nobody's been to the moon? And what if that's the, the gimmick is that it's just yeah. a trap for all mankind to pour their funds into an intangible digital number uh, that can be used to trace, track and control you. And uh, we'll pray it goes to the moon, even though, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the government's like, yeah nothing goes to the moon it's not possible <laughs> you know we can't um, even get a human up there <laughs> can't even get a human how are we going to get a digital coin to the moon right? right um but at the same time it's just like you we see these areas of advancement of the nwo agenda and uh and it's we we have to just be aware that sometimes the way that they get one over on you is if, if you make the analogy of juggling balls, right? Mm -hmm. And you're juggling and they keep adding more and more deceptions, more and more agendas, eventually you're going to drop one and they get one over on you. And uh, that's why, you know, we have to be based and grounded in what's most important. And, and uh, it can be overwhelming, but that's why our faith is important. Our family is important. Uh, building something better not trying to 
correct the system from within the system, but building a better system outside of the system, like, you know, having friends that you can trade with, having family that you can depend on. Um, and one of their agendas is to divide and conquer. The One of the, the you know, things that the Western world has adopted is the principle that, you know, you grow up, you turn 18, you go out to college for five to 10 years and graduate with a degree, 30,000 plus dollars in student loan debt, and you start building your own empire separate from your family. And my personal perspective is uh, more in love with the South American, Filipino, communal lifestyle uh, system of family where everybody kind of lives on a pseudo compound uh, together and everybody pitches in for food and and needs and uh, grandparents are able to watch grandkids while the working class adults are going out bringing money in for the family and this allows a family uh, empire to be built a strong family unit that can grow and, and actually challenge some of the systems that we're seeing being implemented but people that are isolated that are debt slaves that don't have people to depend on that don't have very many friends that don't have somebody to fall back on if tough things come uh, are more likely to be beholden to the beast system, more likely to cave when your freedoms are taken away or that carrot's dangled in front of you. You're like, man, I've been working hard. That yeah. carrot looks really nice. That, that, you know, monetary break they're offering. If I just jump onto this, you know, beast system currency uh, is really tempting. And, and that's where they get you. Right. And, um, there's uh, an interesting uh, correlation here to uh, have we ever been to the moon, right? Well, we know the the question of how much deception has the NASA entity put out into the world. Uh, your dad, Rob, did so much work showing that they're uh, deceiving the nations in a, a variety of ways. Um, so the millions of dollars a day that we fund them uh, what does it truly go to if uh, it's misinformation, disinformation campaigns? We're always putting resources towards going to Mars or going to the moon uh, when those resources could be used for better purposes. Well, it seems with Space Force, there is a new agenda through the alien deception and the alien uh, arrival plot that we've seen all over the news recently. Uh, to use these UAP alien hearings to fund Space Force uh, in a much greater degree. And uh, the question would be, what then would Space Force use this increased funding for? So let's check out this next UAP hearings and a plot to fund Space Force in a greater way. President Joe Biden has canceled an order by former President Donald Trump to move the United States Space Command headquarters to Alabama. The Pentagon says the decision is due to readiness, but it comes as Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has refused to okay promotions of senior generals and admirals, quote, in protest of a Pentagon policy that reimburses military personnel who have to travel to obtain an abortion or fertility treatments, the New York Times writes. Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Patrick Ryder says locating the headquarters in Colorado Springs, which is where it is currently located, quote, 
ultimately ensures peak readiness in the space domain for our nation during a critical period and would, quote, enable the command to most effectively plan, execute, and integrate military space power into multi-domain global operations. The United States Space Force budget reached $30 million in a 2024 proposal from earlier this year, with the Department of Defense requesting $2.6 billion for national security space launch services, according uh, to Space News. In response, the Empire Files tweeted, hmm, wonder if all the UFO stuff suddenly being entertained by Washington has anything to do with this. Hashtag UFO hearing. Yeah, so this is a fascinating story. Remember that Tommy Tuberville, Tuberville has been um, on this campaign to hold up all of these uh, military uh, promotions, really pro forma sorts of things, because he doesn't like uh, in a provision that would allow service members to go to another state uh, to get access to not just abortion care, but fertility care for female service members. Um, and it's a fascinating posture in part because historically, of course, it has been conservatives that accuse Democrats of not supporting the troops, harming the troops, et cetera. And Democrats have made gestures historically to say, well, we're the ones that want to give the troops health care. We're the ones that want to make sure they come home soon. And those have largely fallen right. on death, de I death mean, Democrats years. were also the ones who said, and you have to get a, that COVID you're going to sure no but my point is, my yeah. point is contrasting the older sure. posture to the contemporary posture now and you know he's willing to die on this hill seemingly and joe biden now has a response which is to say your state is not going to get get this uh, facility which presumably would have advantaged it and the people who live there sure i mean the facility should just go in whatever is the most logical cheapest and most efficient way for the facility to be i don't you know like this idea of we're going to give it to the most best politically connected person. It should just be whatever saves the government the most money and is the most logical place where it should be. Well, it's, uh, it's staying where it is, which seems fine. to be the most logical thing. Fine. Separately, uh, yes, I would say the same thing about Tuberville's stand as I would about any other private medical decision involving the troops or anyone else. It's none of the government's business. And, you know, trying to force the troops who want the, these kinds of things to not be able to, like, that it seems Well, but people not say it is the government's thing. business because the, the government is paying for their health care. Yeah. So we well, live in this... problem. We live in this bizarre world where one of the few ways that poor people can get access to health care and education in the United States of America is to enlist in the military. Many people cite that as the reason for them joining up in the first instance. Um, my best friend entered the Navy for the same reason, to pay for college. And I, you know, it's it, it suddenly, to, to have that be the, like the largest socialized uh, medicine program in the United States, I guess Medicare would, would be that, but one of the largest kind of socialized institutions in the United States of America, at the same time that you're going to say that basically religious preferences and political preferences are going to dictate the health care outcomes of the people who join up for the explicit purpose of health care is kind of a dark place. But that's where we got over the years of the court slowly deciding that these kind of independent, personal, um, religious uh, or cultural expectations should be writ large into public policy as opposed to being an issue between a person and their doctor. When you have a government-run system, some people whose tax money is used to fund the government system have religious um, objections to how it's spent, and um, Senator Tuberville is representing them in this crusade. And yet the courts this. have not decided that I can have a kind of uh, ethical, dare I say, religious exemption to my tax dollars being spent on endless wars.
I mean, but this, this is the exact same thing. You could have a senator who refuses to allow any of these military promotions to go through because of your inability to opt out of religious or of spiritual well, no, I think, religious based. I think the in... difference is because it's the religious liberty exceptions. It's the it's the constitutional protections for free exercise that have been well, used we... as a linchpin for people getting the kind of abortion, you know, Hobby Lobby style abortion exemptions. Right, and those people like. had to fight very stridently for. That to kind get of recognition. To, to suppress the their employees' ability to get health care. Yes, they fought and they won in the Supreme Court. For things and they won in the Supreme Court with. because they were able to exploit the religious the constitutional protections for free exercise of religion. I, if I don't shroud it in that some religious objective, or even if I say my religion says I'm a pacifist and does not support me spending on war, but I it, the, the, that. the problem is that the courts don't recognize all religions equally and don't religions recognize spiritual beliefs that aren't you know, tr traditional in some sense and would not support me being able to use those same kinds of religious protections to preclude I my tax dollars from being used I absolutely support you being able to opt out of paying your taxes for any reason, Brianna, <laughs> for a religious reason, for a psychological reason, for anything to constrain um, our the growth of our government. So All right. Well, what do you make of this idea that um, the 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 emphasis, the public interest, the willingness of Congress to have hearings on the UFO sightings. Well, et you're big on the this is a distraction thing. It's right? because of the huge not, budget. I, I mean, let's let's go over the numbers uh, that we read again. The Space Force budget reached thirty billion dollars in a 2024 proposal from earlier this year. Department of Defense requesting another two point six billion for national security uh, space launch services, you know, is, 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 uh, is big alien um, curiosity a boon for big Space Force funding? I mean, presumably demonstrating the existence of aliens would be an even bigger bonanza for defense spending, right? If they, mm -hmm. if the public knew and they saw proof that evident, that aliens are real, that they have spacecrafts, they've visited Earth, they've crashed into Earth, I think the public um, acceptance of a ballooning defense budget would be very high. So, so if they have something to show, they should probably just show. If, if their goal is just to maximize <laughs> revenue for the Defense Department, the secret is not doing them a lot of good. Yeah, I mean, there are, of course, conspiracy theorists who think we never landed on the moon. Um, the mm. idea of space as an excuse to justify mm. funding, that go, funding that goes into a black hole of God knows what somewhere else is not a new conspiracy theory. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about about that. There's one, some but... kind of psyop going on. I just don't know what it is. We'll don't know what out. it is. Well, meanwhile, confidence in the United States military is the lowest in over two decades. Recent Gallup polling finds the latest numbers are from a June poll found that United States confidence in the military has fallen to only 60 percent. Last time it was this low was in 1997. I'm not sure what was going on then. More specifically, Republican confidence in the military has declined over 20 percentage points in three years. Well, from 91% to 68% according to the survey. I think that's fascinating and supports an argument I've been making often on this show is that um, skepticism of institutions used to, it used to be more specific for each institution, what Democrats are skeptical of, what Republicans are skeptical of. But now the Republican Party is the party of skepticism in general. It's the party that, has, that does not have faith in institutions, whether that's universities, schools, wokeness everywhere, uh, national intelligence, the health czars. It even is now extending to the military, which is you know something that 
Republicans wouldn't want to be rah-rah military um, uh, historically, or at least in the you know Bush, Clinton, Reagan years, I guess. Uh, that's all coming to an end now. It's a different party. It's a party of people who have doubts about large institutions, yeah, including very American ones. I largely agree with that with, with some caveats. I think there's still pretty uh, full-throated support for the police, uh, despite their repeated targeting and over-policing of low-income communities, including the majority of poor people in America who are, in fact, white. And then also, I think that there is still broadly an overwhelming support within the Republican Party and certainly Republican leadership for foreign intervention. And there might be a preference for a war with China versus a war in Ukraine. But I have some skepticism about how um, substantial the anti-war critique is from the right when it is so narrowly focused on the war in Ukraine, which is a tacit way to criticize Joe Biden and has these political valences. What happens when it's no longer Biden's war? Is there still going to be an appetite for anti-intervention? We'll see. Maybe I'm too skeptical. I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. You're so skeptical, you should join the Republican Party. <laughs> That's where all the skeptics are. Wow. So could there be a use for all this alien agenda stuff coming out to motivate Congress to fund Space Force in a greater fashion? Perhaps they're jealous of Elon Musk and all his success of shooting rockets up into, you know, the atmosphere. Uh, they're like, we got to get in on this. You know, this is too great. Yeah. Uh, let's give him a run for his money. Uh, what do you think, Jeremiah? I mean, they were being serious about talking about Republicans. I mean, I identify as a independent conservative, so I'm not a Republican nor a Democrat. I, I lean to the right, but... It's not like they were trying to, to do everything they could to badmouth people that are on the right and putting them all in one category. And it's crazy because, you yeah. know, all, all the footage that we've seen lately of these UFOs are, you know, they're everywhere now. And nobody's talking about that. And, I mean, it just doesn't, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I think... Um... I think a lot of people are uh, disenchanted with the modern political system in, in a variety of ways. And, uh, you know, we got to be careful not to, you know, shoot, uh, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. And, and that's yeah. why I have this next video that shows that there are so many people that are tired of all the wokeism that Generation X is actually uh, having kind of like a an interesting conservative revival uh as conservatism explodes uh in gen z boys because of the liberal push for transgenderism and woke identity so check this out i worry a lot here on breaking points about polarization red versus blue it's the easiest form to discuss but in reality the way that polarization really affects our lives is all the little ways that we start to hate each other from dating preferences to where you will live to the type of car that you will buy to which school that you will send your kids to, polarization actually divides us in a more fundamental way than we often tend to realize. And I often said that polarization today is best understood by a single question. Did you attend a four-year college degree or not? The answer to that question is probably the single best determinant of how you voted in 2020. If you did statistically, you're much more likely to vote Democrat. And if you didn't, statistically more likely to support Trump. Where there are important exceptions, and overall it's good, as good as we got, but increasingly another factor is actually beginning to emerge that could really hurt us. What gender are you? As you could actually see from those maps, if only women voted Democrats would win by a huge margin. 
if only men voted, the same would happen for Republicans. So once again, there are important exceptions to this rule, but the more true that it becomes, the bigger problems you are going to have. In fact, the more that I'm looking at emerging data, I'm realizing we've never actually been less racially polarized as a country, which is not a bad thing, but within races, we are actually polarizing amongst very different lines. Take Latino voters, for example. The two big, big predictors of whether a Latino voted for Trump in 2020 are, did you attend college or not? And are you a man or a woman? The same is true for white voters. Increasingly, we see signs of this trend even amongst black voters. Andrew Breitbart once famously said, politics is downstream of culture. In this divide, I think it's becoming even more clear. What stunned me was not just that this is true for adults, but it appears true even for the emerging generation of teenagers who much has been talked and written about as the great liberal hope. If you're talking about just women, that might be true. But some new data unearthed by Daniel DeVise at the Hill, buried within the Monitoring the Future survey from the University of Michigan, finds that the political identities of 12th grade boys differs starkly from the political identities of 12th grade girls. The Michigan survey finds, quote, 12th grade boys are nearly twice as likely to identify as conservative versus liberal. Now, it's important that many people don't identify as anything. It's important to note that. Conservative standing still only is approximately one quarter. Liberal is at 13%. But it's important designator whenever you put it up against women. For girls, it could actually be more different. As the survey finds, quote, the share of 12th grade girls who identify as liberal rose from 19% in 2012 to 30% in 2022. Only 12% of girls identified as conservative in last year's survey. So effectively, the polar opposite of what's going on with boys. What's interesting is not the divide, but how actually new the divide is. As they know, quote, as recently as late 2000s, liberal boys occasionally outnumber conservatives, and back in the Carter era, both boys and girls were leaning towards liberal. As researcher Gene Twenge actually found in a new book published Generations, the difference in attitudes between 12th graders has never been bigger than today. What's really interesting is that over a five-year period, girls became slightly more liberal, but it's boys in particular who became much more conservative. So this explains actually a lot about today. A lot of trends like Liver King and Andrew Tate phenomenons online, shitposting, Reddit culture, as the overall culture becomes dramatically more hostile to traditional masculinity, especially during the Trump years. The new data on high schoolers in particular will have profound consequences for our society, culture, and our demographics as the years progress. We're already seeing what happens when this is applied to college, for example. The more college is coded as left-wing and for women and gays, the more that boys are just going to drop out. That's something that I've covered here repeatedly. Boys who are fleeing college by the millions in this higher education soon will have a gender gap nearly equal to the electoral gap that we are seeing right now. It is really as if worlds are colliding. And to once again answer that question, why should you even care about gender gaps in politics or in education? Because it profoundly influences who dates who, and thus who is going to reproduce, or even if that's attainable. A college graduate, for example, on average, 43% less likely to date someone who is, quote, a Republican than the average American. It jumps up to 65% for the term, quote, is a Trump supporter. Dating and political polarization amongst gender lines creates a dramatic mismatch in the availability of mates, both genders, as they age up to the point where they desire a permanent partner. And while I support people's right to be single, of course, if they want to, the data tells us that people who are single longer and throughout their lives are less happy, less likely to report satisfaction in life, more likely to suffer from health problems, suffer worse, worse overall lifetime earnings, and suffer on a myriad of other key quality of life metrics. So what can we do about this? I honestly don't know. 
Richard Reeves has some great ideas in his book about how to stop gender imbalances in schools and higher education, but I think it goes way deeper than that. Culture is telling men that they're not wanted and they're responding accordingly by becoming both less desirable as mates and becoming more self-loathing and angry with the internet as a vehicle. Andrew Tate was a symptom of this disease, Liver King and many other scam artists to come and go since. Step one, at least, is acknowledging that we have a problem. It's okay to be a man, and it's also okay to care about men. So I'm clear, uh, curious what you thought. So was it Gen Z or Gen X? Because you said both. <laughs> oh, I, I misspoke then. It was Gen Z. Okay. Uh, Gen Z boys. So Gen X is the perpetrators of the agenda, and Gen Z is the next you know, uh, up-and-coming generation, I believe. Uh, whenever they talk about conservative versus liberal, I think the danger therein is viewing it as either or because it's yeah. much more of a spectrum of a variety of different belief sets. And uh, and I think that's kind of what I get from uh, this topic is uh, oftentimes they paint people as either red or blue. But we have to understand that as the political landscape is changing, as the social landscape is changing, there's more varying degrees to how people actually are. And, and, and that's an important concept. Yep, I agree with you. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, man. So I just wanted to share that video because it's really interesting that there's been this bullwhip effect as Disney and all the wokeism has been pushed on our generation and on generations after us, uh, people are starting to be like, you know what? I'm not that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so if you're liberal, you're way liberal. And if you're conservative, you're much more conservative. And so because the line in the sand is being drawn between, well, honestly, it boils down to righteousness Crazy. and and wickedness right between yeah. people who reject uh reject biblical truths or just common sense and people who accept the nonsense world of you know how it is but that brings us to uh this next seg segment i wanted to share this interesting article here it's the fact that we have uh you know, tied to the technological uh, advancement to help uh, the environment that Biden's been pushing and whatnot. Uh, we have here that Ford is set to lose $4.5 billion on electric vehicles this year, despite increased revenue. Uh, so Ford recently dropped the price of its electric F-150 Lightning pickup truck. Um, and uh, the projected $4.5 billion loss is over twice as much as the Model E's $2.1 billion loss in 2022. Uh, so there's been, of course, we covered it in several episodes, this big push for electric vehicles. Um, and I really think it's interesting because uh, there's not only this increase in electric vehicles uh, to compete with the Tesla, you know, another mm -hmm. example of, of more people trying to take out Elon Musk and his entrepreneurship. But um, we have here that uh, repairing a car is now 20% more expensive than it was last year. So now not only are they making it more difficult to repair your car through price gouging and, and import-export uh, rises in price because you can't get the parts you used to get, 
But now, um, you know, we have the push for, uh, you know, electric vehicles. And uh, this is all tied to uh, the, the green agendas and control and whatnot. All right. Uh, and because I wanted to cover technology in this final segment of our news today, I wanted to show um, some really interesting advancements in technology uh, that you guys might find interesting. Uh, I find them very interesting. And it's, of course, more of a lighthearted, hey, look, this is what inventions are coming on the world today. And uh, while there's all this doom and gloom stuff, check out this uh, Hoverman race uh, as uh, we are living in the age of hoverboards. Check this out. Crazy man. I mean, that is super cool. But I don't. I don't know people, if I call that a hoverboard. Would you call that a hoverboard? Well, jet okay. Jetpack. We we live but, in but the age where jetpacks is a thing. And there are. Uh, I said hoverboard because there was another video. I didn't share it. It was tied to this same post where I got this clip of somebody on like something that looked like the Green Goblins oh. thing from the the first Spider Man, where it's yeah. like a pretty much a hoverboard. You mean the good Spider Man? The good one. Yeah. So crazy. Some of this technology, man. And um, here's this next clip of the MS, MSG sphere. And uh, it's basically this going to be a massive concert movie hall. And it is crazy. Check out this video. MSG Sphere costs $2.3 billion to build, which is more than both the Bellagio and the Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. The stunning imagery produced by the Sphere is done with 1.2 million hockey puck sized LEDs that wrap around a 336 foot tall and 516 foot wide structure. The inside of the Sphere sits 18,000 people with a 16K LED screen that wraps around the entire building. The Sphere is equipped with roughly 160,000 speakers to provide the same audio for every seat in the building. To build this screen, the Sphere's team had to engineer its own unique camera system called the Big Sky. The Big Sky camera has an insane 316 megapixel HDR sensor inside. And to make processing this imagery practical, the Sphere team had to develop its very own software, so even a laptop can be used to deliver content to the massive dome. The very first event at the Sphere will be a U2 concert, and it will push the limits of what we know about the Sphere and its capabilities. Whoa. Pretty amazing, man. Pretty amazing. Yep. And my dad uh, would have just, loved that. Yeah, imagine watching a movie in that place. That'd oh, be man. that'd be crazy. They used to have a cool um, place here at the state of, uh, in the State Fair of Texas. It was like a big dome, and you laid down, and it was like all across the ceiling. And I remember Opa taking me there several times as a kid, and it was just so cool that you were, like, in the screen. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like like a planetarium-style yeah. building. It's pretty amazing. 
And uh, and here's another technological advancement. A paralyzed man walks by using Bluetooth to connect his brain to his spine. And uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I watched the, the video of this guy walking around. He was paralyzed for like eight or nine years. Wow. Um, but anyways, man, that's all the news for this week, Jeremiah. Hope you enjoyed. Oh, man, I did. Thank you so much. I love the hoverboard stuff. So if I could get us somehow to to do something like that, how, how down would you be to do that? Oh, dude, I would to I would do it in a heartbeat. That sounds epic. Right. Well, let us know in the comments <laughs> if you know how to get us there. Or who do you think would win between a race, a hoverboard race between me and Jake? Let's see. Let's see what they say. <laughs> yeah. Well, Opa would probably <laughs> win, actually. <laughs> Anyways... Thanks for great current news as always, and uh, now a quick, hold on, sorry, I always mess up right here. Thank you, Jake, for another great current news as always. Now a quick glance at my mom's book, The Protocol That Kills. Kingsgate Media and Skiba News Nation present an exhaustive expose on government. The new amazing book, The Emotional and Disturbing True Story. Sheila Skiba. Following Rob Skiba's death, his widow, Sheila, and co-authors spent countless hours analyzing 40 days of recorded conversations, the transcripts of which appear in the book. This is an extremely well-written first-hand account of the horrors Sheila Skiba endured for the 40 days her husband was held captive in the hospital. It was hard to read and relive since I vividly remember when this was happening to this precious man. But I believe every person needs to know what was going on during the insanity of the pandemic. Sheila Skiba, the protocol that kills a true crime story. This book shares a wealth of critical insights that will greatly aid in preventing future needless losses of life. Available on Amazon. Order now. Find more at theprotocolthatkills.com. We now have hardcover copies of this book, which is amazing. And uh, if you do get a book, Please leave a review on Amazon so the algorithm, so it keeps recommending it to people because uh, that would really help us out in, in saving lives and spreading the word. So, you know what? It's, it's about that time for an all new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa. The following presentation may contain too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ. Cat jokes. Parental guidance suggested. My hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nie nicht drei Ecken. Time for some Opa's Corner stories, so let's get started. Two blondes were exiting a restaurant when they discovered, to their horror, that they locked their keys in their car. The one blonde says to the other, What do we do? Do we get a coat hanger and pick the lock? No, people will think we're trying to break in. Well, do we get a knife and cut the rubber and pop the lock? No, people will think we're too stupid to use the coat hanger. Well, we better think of something quick because it's starting to rain 
and the top is down. <laughs> a little 12-year-old girl was walking home when a big man on a black motorcycle pulled up beside her. After following along for a while, the rider turns to her and asks, Hey there, little girl, and winks. Do you want to go for a ride? No, says the little girl as she keeps on walking. The motorcyclist again pulls up beside her and asks, Come on now, I'll give you ten dollars if you hop on the back. No, said the little girl again as she hurries down the street. The motorcyclist pulls up beside her again and says, Okay, last offer. I'll give you 20 bucks and a big bag of candy if you just hop on the back of my bike. Finally, the little girl stops and turns toward him and says pointedly, Look, Dad, you're the one who bought the Honda instead of the Harley. You ride it. <laughs> Having just moved into his new office, a pompous new colonel was sitting at his desk when an airman knocked on the door. Conscious of his new position, the colonel quickly picked up the phone, told the airman to enter, and then said into the phone, Yes, General, I'll be seeing him this afternoon, and I'll pass along your message. In the meantime, thank you for your good wishes. Feeling as though he had sufficiently impressed the young enlisted man, he asks, What do you want? Nothing important, sir, the airman replied. I'm just here to hook up your telephone. <laughs> Five Scotchmen and an Audi Quattro arrived at the Irish border checkpoint. Paddy, the officer, stops them and tells them, It is illegal to put five people in a Quattro. Quattro means four. Quattro is just the name of the automobile. Look at the papers. This car is designed to carry five persons. You cannot pull that one on me. Quattro means four. You have five people in your car, and you are therefore breaking the law. You idiot. Call your supervisor over. I want to speak to someone with more intelligence. Sorry. Murphy is busy with two guys in a Fiat Uno. <laughs> A man drives to the local mall. He has been driving around and around for quite some time, struggling to find a parking space. Lord, I can't stand this. If you open up a space for me, I swear I'll give up the drink and go to Mass every Sunday. Suddenly, the clouds part and the sun shines on an empty parking spot. Without hesitation, the man says, Never mind, I found one. <laughs> Carolyn, a rich blonde, buys a new automatic Jaguar XKR. She drives the car perfectly well during the day, but at night the car just won't move at all. After trying to drive the car at night for a week, but without any luck, she furiously calls the Jaguar dealer 
and they send out a technician. The technician examines the car and finds nothing wrong with it. So he turns to the blonde and he asks, Ma'am, are you sure you're using the right gears? Full of anger, the blonde replies, How on earth could you ask such a question? I'm not stupid, you know. Of course I'm using the gears right. I use D during the day and N at night. <laughs> a 16-year-old teen comes home with a Porsche. His parents begin to yell and scream. Where did you get that car? He calmly told them. I bought it today. With what money? I know how much a Porsche costs. Well, this one cost me $15. The parents began to yell even louder. Who would sell you a car like this for $15? It was a lady up the street. I don't know her name. She just moved in. She saw me ride past on my bike and asked me if I wanted to buy a Porsche for $15. Oh, my goodness, gasped the mother. She must be mentally ill. Who knows what she'll do next? Paul, you go right up there and see what's going on. And you, my son, you should be ashamed of taking advantage. So, the boy's father walked up the street to the house where the lady lived and found her up the yard calmly planting flowers. He introduced himself as the father of the boy she sold the Porsche to for $15 and asked her what happened. Well, this morning I got a phone call from my husband. I thought he was on a business trip, but I learned from a friend he has run off to Hawaii with his secretary and really doesn't intend to come back. He claimed he was stranded and asked me to sell his new Porsche and send him the money. So I did. <laughs> and now for the funnies. What, Hank? <laughs> I'm not diving until Moses goes away. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Rare footage of a vegan plane refueling. A vegan. <laughs> a vegan plane. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe a limbo party wasn't our best idea. <laughs> Why, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> no hands. I get treats for sitting, staying, shaking, leaving things, rolling over, and lying down. What do you have to do to get treats? Nothing. 
Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> huh. Size 3 to 4 youth. 100% polyester. Wash inside out. Huh? Remove child before washing? Duh. <laughs> I would hope so. Researcher Advanced Tiger Trap 2000. <laughs> Look, my morning barf was in the shape of a heart. Cool. You should post that for Throw Up Thursday. <laughs> so, Professor Jenkins, my old nemesis, we meet again, but this time the advantage is mine. <laughs> Customer service. What can I do to make you not puffy? <laughs> Mr. Einstein, I will give you the gift of great intelligence. Mr. Gutenberg, I will give you the gift of inventiveness. And Mr. Morgan Freeman, you will be blessed with my voice. Morgan Friedman. <laughs> That's funny. Have you tried barking incessantly at the door until they finally let you out? <laughs> he probably has. City in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your father. Couldn't we talk about me for once, Dad? <laughs> None of these things spark joy, so we should knock them all onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no damsels but now we know who's been taking the Amazon packages off our porch <laughs> where's Shrek when you need him the bloodline of King Arthur rises once again I tried Mick Tried? Heck, the whole maintenance department tried. Nobody can pull it out of there. But go ahead and give it a shot, I guess. <laughs> Sword in the stone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's from the customer at the end of the bar. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Suddenly, two bystanders stuck their heads inside the frame and ruined one of the funniest cartoons ever. Mm -hmm. 
I should get to work. This mug isn't going to slowly nudge itself off my desk. <laughs> Facebook cover photo. <laughs> <laughs> Actual photo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know about ten people like that. Early Sphinx prototype. Uh, let's try a different position. <laughs> That'd be great if it was like that, though. They're not ready for pyramids. Let's come back in a million years. <laughs> Maybe we should stick to sitting on power lines. <laughs> it's worse than we thought. <laughs> After last week's incident, I've decided we will no longer bow our heads to pray. <laughs> That's funny. Woke theater. Snow, non-white, and the seven diverse beings. Are you sure that's not a Babylon Bee parody? <laughs> Coming soon, Cinderfella. <laughs> oh my god. New Texas rain gauge. It's so dry in Texas that the Baptists are sprinkling, the Methodists are using wet wipes, the Presbyterians are passing out rain checks, and the Catholics are praying that the wine will turn back to water. And that Oh, hi there, Charlie. What you doing? Nothing here. Okay. Well, say goodbye to the folks. Bye. My hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Hopa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. So, Opa made that meme of Charlie, and it inspired me to do a competition. And so if you go to our social media, either Facebook or Instagram, you can make your own Charlie uh, meme. And the funniest one, the one that makes me, Jake, and Opa laugh will win this hat right here. So if you guys want to participate, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Just just a fun thing to do. We thought we'd all get involved. So, so just make sure you tag us in it and... Uh, and have a little fun with it. Just no profanity, none of that stuff. And uh, we have two examples of two people that have already submitted their memes. So check this out.
you didn't see anything which is kind of similar and I li I love it when the world turns its back on you you turn your back on the world now if you notice in that photo there's a statue and this is why I took the photo because Char there's a statue that looks like Charlie that sits on that thing and when he was there I was going up and down the stairs and I thought it was the statue and then he gave me that look and I was like that's a million dollar shot right there and so let's make Charlie go viral and I think that's what the 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 tag tagline of the competition is so what do you think about the the competition Jake do you think it's gonna be fun I hope to see you submit one yeah, we'll see what people come up with. Sweet, man. All right, well now a word from our good friend, JJ. Are you tired of living in constant pain? Do you feel like you've tried every CBD product on the market with no relief? Look no further than JJ's Natural CBD Rub. When I was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease, this was the only product that completely took my pain away. Working with JJ has been a dream come true, and his products have completely changed my life. Don't just take my word for it. Visit JJ's website, jjcbdrub.com, and read hundreds of testimonials from people whose lives have been changed by all of JJ's amazing products. And now, as a Skiba News Nation exclusive, you can get $50 off a three-pack special of JJ's Natural CBD Rub by texting CBD to 920-382-7720. Don't suffer in silence any longer. Take control of your pain today with JJ's Natural CBD Rub. Again, text CBD to 920-382-7720 for an exclusive discount and start feeling the relief you deserve. The links are in the description below. Now, Jake, I knew you uh, you hurt your back. Did, did JJ's CBD rub actually help? Yes, I did use some of JJ's CBD rub, and it did help. So they get our approval. JJ, you get our approval. It helps both of Approved. us. Approved. Yep. <laughs> well, now it's time for some mystery. Alright, so for today's history, we'll be talking about several different things, as always, because that's how my brain works. And uh, so the first topic, we're going to be talking about the, the moon landing hoax and just some weird stuff and some new evidence that has been brought forward or just new evidence that I've seen. And this is courtesy of my beautiful girlfriend, Lindsay, and her dad have been sending me these links. It's like they're on the same wavelength because they're both sending me these 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 crazy videos so check this check this first one out one thing i really want your generation to embrace is that the earth is a closed system we cannot leave the earth there's no place to go today i'd like to bring to your attention a potential fraud on an enormous scale happening in your county there's now clear evidence of NASA using numerous methods to grossly mislead the public about astronauts being on the International Space Station. During interior ISS scenes from NASA's own live feed, the use of wires, harnesses, green screens, and virtual reality have been detected to achieve the appearance of a weightless environment. Examples of this include astronauts fading in and out of the screen, green screen glitches, grabbing objects that aren't really there, 
Oops, forgot forgot to grab that. I have this in my documentary, Jeremiah. Yeah, this is really wires. funny. Get you have the the guy in Congress or wherever he is talking. Here on the space station. Oh uh, yeah. I like uh, I keep replaying it, making funny sound effects. Being tangled in their harnesses. That's awesome. Her hair. Look at her hair. That's that's hairspray. I'm sorry. Should be floating, shouldn't it? I can't wait to watch yours now. And even astronauts appearing out of thin air. This begs the obvious question. If they're really up there, why are they using Hollywood techniques to fake the footage? Now, unfortunately, I can't show you these clips in here today, but I will be sending them to you. Moving on, during outside, or outside the International Space Station, during spacewalks, air bubbles have been recorded on numerous occasions. How is it possible for air bubbles to be present in the vacuum of space? I once questioned astronaut Scott Kelly about this phenomenon. His body language and answers only created more questions. In 2013, astronaut Luca Parmitano nearly drowned during a spacewalk when his helmet filled with water. Huh. This happened again just last year. Air bubbles, helmets filling with water, and drowning. Are they in space or are they underwater? Now what's really interesting is that they train for spacewalks in an underwater pool with a complete ISS replica. Now surely they aren't filming these spacewalks in an underwater pool and then editing them to appear if they're in space. Because that sure would be something, wouldn't it? I'm calling on the Brevard County Commissioners to open a full investigation into NASA's fraudulent practices and use of taxpayer dollars. It costs NASA $3 billion per year to operate the ISS, and if they don't have a darn good explanation as to why they're faking these videos, I and the public would like a darn good explanation as to where our tax money is going. And if they are indeed faking the funk, it is our duty to expose and eliminate this fraudulent and astronomically wasteful ISS program. And look, I know what you're all thinking. The NASA is part of the federal government, and you're just county commissioners. Even if what I'm saying is true, what can you do? But let me remind you, not only is this happening in your county, as public officials, you have the platform and the ability to make a statement or hold a press conference, alerting the public, state, and federal authorities to investigate further. You have the power to start the conversation. Video evidence of everything I described today will be emailed to you all, and I truly hope we can get to the bottom of this. I look forward to the day that $3 billion annual budget is put towards our veterans, our homeless, maybe some of that mental health stuff the young lady just spoke about, and the revitalization of Rivard County. Thank you for your time today, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you, sir. I think you're better at ping pong than I am. Here's how. Just simply use a blue screen. Oila, now you have a bubble of water floating, as if he's in the outer space, inside the ISS. Now, Jake, you said you've seen all those clips? Yeah, a good amount of them, yes. Yeah. And the, and the commissioner and everything? We're gonna yes. have to. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing, we that should be our next Keeping These Nation special. If 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 that would be okay. I mean, if it's not, it's it's totally fine too. You could just oh you, oh out, you mean but... show show some of the clips. Yeah, or show the whole thing. 
Yeah, yeah, I have uh I have uh some uh some good uh segments out of it that so it's like a three hour documentary, so it probably wouldn't fit for one episode, but I definitely could show some clips from it. Sweet man. Alright, well now here's some more interesting footage of not only Buzz Aldrin, we all know, uh, but these are other fake ass tronauts. Uh, so check this out. Let me know what you think. Take a look at this black object flying through the moon. Did you catch that? Let's zoom in and take another look. Something is flying through the moon, guys. It looks like it's blinking, too. The moon too. is not what we're right? being told. And right. regardless of what everyone wants there. to believe, it is not a solid object that you can land on. The Bible was true once again. The moon is a light. Check this That's out. That's crazy looking, that man. Whoa. exits, it's like flashing lights. Look at that. What is that? What flew through the moon? Are you Buzz? Buzz. Okay. So, that's a legal name. Passport, okay. driver's license. So here's Buzz Lightyear tonight, uh, and his propaganda. Oh, well, let's talk about this because this is fascinating. I remember very clearly. I think anybody who was alive at the time does. I remember my parents waking me up and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you didn't. Was, no, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. So you associated what, what you saw with. I have very hazy memories. Yeah, what did he just say? Why has nobody been to the moon in such a long time? <laughs> That's not uh, an eight-year-old's question. <laughs> That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we didn't go there and and that's the way it happened. And and if it didn't happen, it's nice to know why it didn't happen. And if it didn't happen, it's nice to know why it didn't happen. Sorry, I had to add that in there. Because <laughs> there's no gravity. And I'm a diver, scuba diver, and when you get down underneath the water... The way he said that sounded like he said, I'm a diver. And that's I'm, just I'm like a diver. In space. I'm a diver. And so this part start to move, and then you make waves or... Snowy, <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Thank you. You are very, very welcome. Mr. Armstrong, Bart Simple, I'm sure we've, ABC Digital, we've all seen this. Wanted to give you the opportunity to swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon. Will you put your left hand on the Bible and swear to God that you walked on the moon? Gentlemen. Mr. I mean, Sarpro. It is yes. very simple. I mean, If you really walked on the moon, why would you not do that? So why don't you just put the end to the record in the argument and put your hand on the Bible, swear to God you walked on the moon. Mr. Sarpro, yeah. knowing you, that's probably a fake Bible. Really? Well, no, it's a real Bible. You have the opportunity to have $5,000. The meeting is not open. Well, you have $5,000 cash. You can give it to charity if you swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon. So why don't you put your hand on the Bible and swear to God that you walked on the moon? You do not deserve answers. You do not deserve answers. You do not deserve answers. And then, of course, my dad went to the moon. So here I am, standing in Cinder Lake, 
a location in the state of Arizona that NASA decided to blow up to make it look like they're on the moon. And I have to say, the mountains behind me look awfully familiar. And don't they look so awfully familiar? Well, what are your thoughts about all that, Jake? Besides the diaper thing, I mean, that little girl got him, like so oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, there's another great click of uh, great clip of Buzz standing behind Trump as he's announcing Space Force, and and uh, and <laughs> and he just makes the funniest facial expressions when Trump's like, and the great men who've been to the moon, and we're gonna go back to the moon, and Buzz is like. Uh, Almost like I they hope feel they guilty. Find out we didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, all all jokes aside, it's there's so many elements to this that it, it's it, it can't it can't be easy for somebody to choose one side or the other. And I think the the Most High allows reality to be that way, mm-hmm. where it's an inverse equation where it's up ultimately it will be up to the individual to decide what to believe because you know of course unless you're part of the you know 600 people that have been to orbit uh who are all you know tied to freemasonry and government organizations that require ndas and non-disclosure for of you know you know whatever programs they're in unless you're somebody who actually gets the opportunity to look down and see oh the earth it looks like this or or which is you know compared to the eight billion people a couple hundred is nothing uh to keep a secret and yep. and just like i'm saying it's an inverse equation to where there will be evidence or or convincing positions from both sides i believe and i believe it'll always be this way um and uh, and it's up to us to decide whether we believe the narrative or we don't. Um, such as that example that your dad pulled up of uh, the the mountains at that lake that line up perfectly with the footage we're shown of the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Why is it that they blew up that lake and and it just so happens to coincidentally have the same backdrop as what we see from the NASA footage? Um, from the moon landings, Apollo missions, and what do you think about and, that first clip? The, the first oh, one. Uh, oh, uh, of Buzz and and all no, the the, oh, the, the uh, rocket going through the moon. Oh yeah, the, oh man, I'd like to hear more about that clip. I mean, that was really interesting because it <laughs> footage like that I feel like would be easy to doctor and you know di- digitally make something that looks like that happen because it's grainy and you, know, you can't tell if it's real or not but if it is real i am very intrigued Opa, what do you think about it well i grew up watching the moon landing and um i was you know young and watched all of this live on television and listening to Walter Cronkite uh, talking all about what was happening and and watching uh, Mission Control in Houston and even watching, you know, watching the rockets take off and 
You know, I watched it several times, and I think I've mentioned once before, I, I actually uh, subscribe to uh, a government uh, location that would send the actual transcripts of communication between mission control and, and uh, the capsule and also on the moon. And I'd get them in the mail, and I'd go through, and I'd read them, and I, I was fascinated by it. I, I just thought it was uh, just just and incredible. This is while it was happening. Uh, well, no, the the transcripts happened after, but 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 I would watch watch the moon landing and and uh, the communication in the capsules. I I was heck, I would listen to the radio at night. Uh, there there was a, a channel on the on the radio that that uh, I had a shortwave radio. That supposedly had the uh, the actual uh, communications between uh, the capsule and the Earth, and uh, I, I was well into it. I mean, I was a huge fan of of NASA and watching and and listening to everything that was going on with NASA. Yeah, and they brainwashed everybody of that generation. And and imagine how much you brought up Walter Cronkite. So how much propaganda has Walter Cronkite been involved in? The JFK assassination, the moon landing, he's the owl at Bohemian Grove. I mean, he's been involved in so much stuff. I should just do a deep dive on him. And this is just the first of many deep dives that we'll be doing on the moon landing. But I figured, you know, there, there's some, some clips that like people like Opa haven't seen yet. Like maybe some of these that, you know, for beginners, you know, you got to ease them into it. So... That was that's the first part of today's history and and uh hope you guys liked it i, I added my own little flair to it but jake when i say the term easter egg uh you know when it comes to like star wars or whatever what do you think of oh you know some little hidden tidbit that the creator slipped in there to just you know for the eagle-eyed among us uh i don't necessarily think it means uh, well you, you know what are easter eggs right it's something that somebody is told to go out into a field and go hunting for them and and it just kind of relates to a hidden thing in film now Opa, what, what do you think of same thing it's uh it's a uh, like hidden mickeys or a hid, like a hidden mickey yeah or or uh, subliminal or, subliminal, or, or, or yeah. something hidden in the background but fine, on this channel fine wally yeah but on this channel we're, we're gonna call easter eggs hidden gems so if we ever say like there may be a hidden gem, like maybe in this next clip, there'll be a hidden gem of somebody that, you know, we may or may not like. Um, that's what we're talking about is a Easter egg. But so this next clip is very funny and it's Gavin McGinnis. I mean, I don't know how a lot of you feel about him, but I, I enjoy watching a show sometimes, but he's making fun of hand tattoos and you know, there is a really big hidden gem in this one because I won't say who it is. If you know who it is, you know who it is. But he talks so much trash about my dad. He talks so much trash about other people that I love. And I call this a karma clip. So let's go ahead and play the karma clip. Welcome, folks, to another edition of People with Hand Tattoos Making Sure Their Hand Is In The Shot. I first noticed it with this chick. Okay, this one is a doozy. And by the way, you'll notice, I, I can't, I, I didn't show you in this video, but I noticed when I was sending my notes to Ryan that they made sure the thumbnail 
of their video always includes the hand tattoo. We're not impressed that you got a hand tattoo. No offense. Mm -hmm. We've been, I'm starving for a hand tattoo. Dude, why are you starving us? Are we not going to get another hand? Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. You filled me up. Oh, I got to get it. Brave, beautiful. Is that what, how he describes himself? <laughs> He's brave and beautiful. What's that other video? Religious abuse. He is an ex-Christian. Yeah, if there's one thing Christians are known for, it's abuse. <laughs> Guys. Satanists, no. Atheists, no. It's a Christian problem. What about Muslims? Wait, go back. I got to see that religious abuse thing because I would love to religiously abuse him. No, the first one. Yeah. Bullet holes Bible. After 38 years of living out hardcore Christian fundamentalism, I mean, only going to Christian schools, Christian youth groups, Christian Get his hand in the video. Christian missions trips, Christian everything. And then teaching biblical theology from different denominational perspectives over the course of five years. One of my favorite comments from people is, oh, you Why just do don't understand the Bible. Or maybe you haven't read the whole Bible or you just don't get it. What most of you don't get, that the Bible actually used to have 80 books in it, not 66 like it does today. Oh, shut up. I've read all 80 of them. What a dork. So, what are your thoughts about that video of the brave and beautiful man? Do you think it was fun? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, you can definitely tell when somebody's trying to show off their uh, their hand tattoos and stuff. Um, I and I mean, I have mentality. a face tattoo, but we should both get brave and beautiful. And maybe everybody would love it. And we could show them in the clips and be talking like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of topicality, uh, not just the tattoo, but just the fact that uh, what he is representing with his tattoo hand videos is that he's renounced uh, all kind of uh, faith in the Bible and any any type of Christianity or Christian beliefs. Um, it's, it's really a tragic thing um, to think about and, you know. Yeah. You know, really when people go see. down that route on say what it's really really sad to see people that that you know used to used to be believers and were so like on fire for it and then they just for whatever reason just turn it off it's like why you know why why do you have to stab people in the back you know yeah i, I don't think any anyone's immune from uh doubting their faith um and while some people uh, might have a, an e easier avenue uh, out, such as, oh, I'm going to start, you know, posting videos on narcissism and, and, you know, posting things against all the people I've associated with in the past. Um, it's, it's a tragedy uh, no matter what, because uh, the one thing you get is, well, one, there's a, a vanity aspect of, Oh, I've rejected all kind of faith walk, and so now humanism and uh, hedonistic, you know, just views on how I'm a beautiful person is all that I care about. Uh, it just seems like a very um, unfulfilling 
perspective to to adopt um and uh it honestly it, it's like you know it is funny to see you know people with hand tattoos often times try to show them off um but you know that's also paired with the melancholy of uh you know that person particularly uh uh what a tragedy uh what a tragic story um just don't be brave so. and beautiful I mean, that's what we do on Skipper News Nation. We expose corruption, we expose frauds, we expose fakes, and that's just what we what we do. And and I feel like it's almost like our obligation to do things like that. So for this last clip is is kind of my tribute to one of my favorite characters, comedians, and one of the most overall funny people of all time. And of course, I'm talking about <laughs> Mr. Paul Rubens also known as Pee Wee Herman. So I put together a montage of some of my favorite Pee Wee Herman moments on the David Letterman show, two of my favorite comedians, just talking and just being themselves. So check this out. Welcome back to the program, folks. My first guest tonight. Welcome, please, Pee Wee Herman. Pee -wee. to see you. Uh, thanks. How's it going? Going pretty well. Uh, hey, Mr. Letterman, for, first of all, I wanted to bring you this. It's a 4th of July gift, and, and it's for you, and it was made by my sister for, expressly for, for you. That's very nice. Your sister, is she older or younger? She's younger. Younger? And what is her name? Her name is Hermione Herman. <laughs> uh, everybody in my family's name begins with H. My grandfather's Herman Herman. My dad's Herman Herman. My brother's Herman Jr. My mom's name's Honey Herman, you know. Uh -huh. and, and what about you? You're Pee Wee Herman. Well, I can't give away what my real name no, is. No, what's because... your real name? No, I can't give it away. <laughs> I, no, no, I really can't because, because well, I... what does the P stand for? Well, Pee Wee is just a nickname. Oh, so it's for, not P period Wee, Herman. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, all these day, years, I thought it was P Wee, Herman. <laughs> but it's not. It's Pee Wee, Herman. Well, well, duh, David. Yeah. <laughs> this is all. But, Aren't you going to uh, open your present? Pee Wee as in diminutive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is very nice, Pee Wee, and I will open. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, you Could you take a little open? longer to open it up? <laughs> no, I'll get right to it. It's a cool president. My sister made it especially for you. Well, that's very nice. I, I just said that a minute ago. Deja vu. <laughs> I hope you like it. This is very nice. This is. <laughs> This is nice. This is a... Uh, yeah, let's see. It's a... Oh, I see. It's a... <laughs> it's a tissue dispenser, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 could, you could use it for a lot of things. You're like... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You, like you don't see craftsmanship like this anymore. No. Yeah, that's beautiful. No. We'll put this right over here. We'll leave this on our set. And if yeah. any of our guests need a tissue, I'll, uh, I'll be able to offer them one out of that head right yeah, over there. Great. You know what's from your show, too? Uh, this guy made me right here. Uh, me, 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 like this. Now, uh, how, how do you, uh, do you, do you, do you want to go over here, Pee Wee? Yeah, I, we have this really swell special effect all set up so, so you and me can go for a little cruise in the countryside. Okay, and I appreciate you coming by. So oh. we go over there now? Yeah, yeah. We go over there now? Yeah, well, right. we just go over right now. You, you have to go on, on this side because I'm going to drive. Should I bring the <laughs> tissues, Pee Wee, in case we have an accident in the car? <laughs> 
first oh yeah, 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 just sit down. And then here's the rest. Okay, late, late here model we go. Sedan here. here we go now. Here we go. Peel out! Peel out! <laughs> so, anyway, I just wanted to tell you this one thing because we were going along the other day, you know, and, and so I, I was like, you know, trying to figure this thing out. I was like talking about this joke and everything, and, and I, I couldn't figure it out or anything, but what was, what was going on or anything, so this guy's right on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Got an Edsel, Peter? Uh, 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 I don't know. Here, let, let, let's see how he likes this. Ah, 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 ah. Windshield up! <laughs> uh, just kidding, okay. <laughs> David, David, take the wheel! Ah, ah, ah. Uh, 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 you better drive, Peter. 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer, take from that. <laughs> It's sort of bumpy in the road, too. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, it is a little bumpy. Look out! Pothole! Ah! <laughs> Here comes another one! A big, giant pothole! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Could you take the wheel again? I'm kind of feeling a little oh, car okay. sick right what, now. Uh, we'll <laughs> you have some uh, toys, huh? Yeah. You show us? Yeah, I have a whole bunch of toys. That's a cool thing because, see this? This is a thing that's called fun with tape. And you can you can play around with tape if you don't have anything to do at home. You, you can take like a piece of tape like this and you can make it go like this, like. <laughs> so you, you can do a thing like this. And then you can, you can take another piece of it like this if you want. And you can do that this. That reminds me of the Jim Carrey <laughs> face tape. Bit. <laughs> you, you, you can do, you can do a lot of stuff with it if you want. Yeah. You, you can, you can do like stuff like this. Hello. <laughs> hey, my twin brother. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just kidding. Yeah, I know. But you know, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, of fun stuff you can do playing with this, and you know. I think like, uh, kidnappings. You see a lot of that in kidnappings. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. Yeah, then you can just you know take it mm. off like you know. Ah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, now you have some, uh, one other thing you're going to do for us. Is that correct, Pee Wee? Can yeah, I? Okay. Yeah. Finished at the Tyrone Guthrie Theater in uh, Minneapolis. And now I'm playing with my willow. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what kind of a show do you do when you go to the Tyrone Guthrie Theater? This is a legitimate big-time place, isn't it? Pee-wee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real big place. It's, it's giant, 1,400 seats. But I mean, this, this is a legitimate theater, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, well it, it is till I get there. Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, what sort of a show do you put on for well, the Well, I just, you know, I do, do stand-up comedy. I just go out and act funny. Uh-huh. Well, you know, do... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I got something I got to show you right now. The, 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 this is a fun toy. So see this little monster guy right here? Yes. You, you pull the, the, this thing out like this, and, and you probably, if you know about this, don't give it away. Look, look. Can, can you get this on the camera right here? Look. Okay, shut up. Why don't you have a heart attack? Okay, look, look, I want to show you this too. Can, can you get a little closer on this thing so, so we can see it? Look, 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 look inside here at this little fish swimming around. Uh -huh, you can see a naked girl in here. Look, look in there. Yeah, you just look at look look in there and view artist models for men only for best view hold close. No, no, I know this would put a, a silly little mark on my head, wouldn't it? <laughs> Here, you you try you try it. No, no, I'll try okay, it. Look I will. With it. Mm -hmm. 
No, you got the wrong end. <laughs> uh, I, I have this pirate sword right here. <laughs> no, laugh or you'll get it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have this boomerang right here. Watch this. <laughs> uh, this I just got right here. Look at this. Okay. I have this right. This, this, this right here is a real cool tool. I, I, I used to use this on my show, and it's a little little guy, and he goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. That's not all. Though. Look. Okay, you see, you see this one right here. Okay, well, 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 well. Look right here, look. Here's this little baby, look. <laughs> look, now both at once. <laughs> and you have some more toys that we're going to take a look yeah, at now? Yeah, I have a whole bunch of toys right here. I, 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 I have this right here. Hand grenade! Ah! <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I have... <laughs> oh, that's nice. No, that's all right. Now, uh, we didn't plan any of this, but uh, you dance. I remember you as being a very good dancer. Is there any way, without throwing everybody here, uh, that you the can show us a little bit? The famous Pee-wee dance Pull my leg a little. <laughs> get it? Oh, sure, sure. I, I can do it. I think this is what you're referring to. It requires a lot of concentration, so if you just be quiet for, for just a minute. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you are a. Uh, I have another one too. I do. It sort of goes like this. That's a new one. It's kind of a combination of the of the donkey and the devil. I think I'm going to call it the devil donkey dance, but I'm not sure. Um, now, in addition to uh, sh showing us all these wonderful toys, you have some thoughts on, as to how you can have fun without toys. Yes, I do. I'm glad you asked me that. I, I, I have some stuff that, that, that you can kind of do right around the house if you don't have toys of your, of your own. Like, like this, you can play disguise, you know, you can just, you know, do stuff like this. Mm -hmm. go, Where's Pee Wee? <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, don't laugh. Okay. And, 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 and then there's this, if, you, if your mom or dad's fat, and, 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 and it, okay, shut up, okay, if, if you have some big underpants lying around the house, you know, you'd be surprised how much you could do with this, I mean, you could, you could fill up a whole hour just playing with big underpants, you know, like, 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 look, you can, you can do kind of, see, see, you can, like, you can do this kind of thing, where, where you can make, you know, you can make kind of a vest or an arrow kind of look like this, or, or you can, like, pull them all the way down like this, and, like, you know, you can make a turban out of it. You, you, there's so many uses for them, you know, yeah. besides wearing them. Yeah. And, I can see where the hour would just fly by with those. <laughs> and, and also, this, this is something that I figured everybody could do. This, I kind of like to think up stuff. To, to make people go, you know, go crazy, you know, uh -huh. kind of obnoxious kind of stuff to do around the house. Like if you have a younger brother or a younger sister, you want to make them go crazy. So they have this, this can, you know, it's just a nut can, any kind of can will do it. It's just got some nuts inside of it. You put the top back on it like this. Okay, now th this is to make somebody go crazy, okay? So, and it works every time. What you do is, is you see, see how it makes this noise right here like this? Okay, well, suppose that I wanted to make you go crazy, okay? You're uh -huh. the one since you're right here. Okay, so we'll use your name just because you're here, okay? So, 
So David Letterman's his name, so that's what we'll use. You'd substitute your brother or sister or mom or dad for this, okay? So you go like this. David Letterman, David Letterman, David Letterman, David Letterman, David Letterman, David Letterman, In addition to all of these other things, you're going to sing for us tonight. You know why I'm going to sing? No, Because I've always wanted to be on a show like this and just be calmly sitting here and have you or someone else go, you know, I know you have a song for us. Okay, you know, I know you have a song prepared for us. I sure do. So, Pee Wee, if you want to go on over there, I'll introduce it for everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Pee Wee Herman. In 1814, we took a little trip down the Mississippi, down the mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon out, we took a little pizza, we bought the bloody British at the town of New Orleans. Well, we fired our guns and they began running. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began running. So, in honor of Pee Wee Herman, one of the greats, I got some tape. And you guys, feel free to do this at home. <laughs> no, I just thought I'd do that. Jake, did you like Pee Wee Herman growing up? Yeah, well, sorry, man. I, I always thought he was creepy. He made people laugh. Yeah, I never seen Opa laugh as hard on this show as this montage made him laugh. Like, he was making me laugh watching David. I mean, that's how me and Opa bonded. I, it, one of my fondest memories of bonding with Opa is watching the David Letterman show and Pee Wee was, was, you know, just always funny. And, you know, a lot of these crazy artistic people are mentally kind of messed up and that's just the way it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the way he acts is funny and stuff, you know, when somebody who, you know, is acting like a child wants to hang out with kids and stuff, it's a major red flag to me. And, uh, and so like speaking to how he, his, his behavior is, is funny and comedic, but his behavior is very popular in today's culture. Like socially people act like Pee Wee Herman and uh, you know, a lot of them want to hang out with kids by acting all goofy and silly. And it's a red flag to me. And so I like, you know, I just, that's the reason I, I was making a comment. So I, I didn't mean to rain on the parade or anything. So him and tiptoe through the tulips. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Tim. Wow. Tiny I guess Tim's I... a whole other story. Uh, that guy, that guy was a very unique individual. It was, it was kind of sad about his whole, uh, heart attack situation just as he was starting to break it into the big time you know yeah well well that's all i got for history i hope you guys enjoyed more than jake did <laughs> um but we do have a new sponsor and i would love to share it with you guys so check out our brand new sponsor swami gami Swami Gami Horoscopy. Hey, over here. Excuse me. Hello, I am Swami Gami Horoscopy. What is in your stars? What is in your future? Wealth? Success? Tremendous finance? How should I know? But call me, I'll tell you what you want to hear. 
Introducing the amazing Swamigami Horoscopy, Master Psychic. Do not be fooled by imitations, there is none like him. He knows all, he sees all, he can tell you your future. Just look in on this happy visitor to the Swamigami Horoscopy Network. Hello? Hello, anybody here? Concentrating. Concentrate. I'm concentrating. Concentrate, Billy Bob. Oh, I'm concentrating. Concentrate. Oh, my brain hurts. Can I stop now? <sighs> Billy Bob, I have found what you are looking for. You have? Yes. Oh, oh, tell me, tell me. Billy Bob, you want to start your own business. Yeah. And you want to be successful. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. Hey, we can make infomercials together. What do you say, huh? Oh, uh, well, uh, I didn't think so. But you looked into the future, right? Yes. But you saw that I was going to be successful in my new business, right? Yes, Billy. Oh, boy, thank you. I'm really going to go for it now. Thanks to you. Thank you, Mr. Horace Gopi. Oh, Swami Gummy, please. Oh, 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 wow. We're on a first name basis already. Thank you, Mr. Swami Gummy. Thank you. No problem. 50 bucks? Oh, uh, 50 bucks? Okay. Call now. Operators are standing here beside themselves waiting for your money. That's right, just $13.95 per minute. Call 1-900-ALL-FOR-ME. Call now. Speak personally with Swami Gami. Allow him to reveal what the future has in store for you. Boy, I got my own business now, and you know what? I couldn't be happier. In fact, my interview was the most amazing experience I ever had. Well, next to my alien abduction, of course. But you know what? You owe it to yourself to give the Swamigami Horoscopy Network a try. He made me a believer. And yet another satisfied customer to the Swamigami Horoscopy Network. Yes, you too can experience the same joy and fulfillment that Billy Bob and many others have by calling 1-900-ALL-FOR-ME. You owe it to yourself. Call now. So I thought that was funny, and I threw that in there about my dad. He was exposing stuff way before he was exposing stuff, and uh, I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. So you got some memes for me, Jake? All right, I got some meme for us. All right, meme me up. Meme me up. All right, so this first meme was submitted by yours truly, Opa. And uh, and it goes with a funny video I found. So check out this. Uh, it must be nice to be able to eat ice cream as fast as you want and not have to worry about brain freezes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's a little example of a brain uh, 
uh, situation that Biden got himself into. Check out this video. I, we cut the deficit by $160 billion, billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, dollars on the Medicare deal. <laughs> Play one more time. <laughs> B-I-L-O-I-O-N. <laughs> we cut the deficit by $160 billion, billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, dollars on the Medicare deal. Man. Oh, man. What? 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 True international Let's go. Let's go lick the world. Let's get it done. It's every day with this man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, just like he said in the meme here, must be nice. He can eat as much ice cream as he wants. Yep. All right. So, uh, uh, it would seem that the only secure document in D.C. is Epstein's client list. Until we meet again. Ha ha ha. Skeletor out. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, I invented a thought-controlled air freshener. That's ridiculous. It makes sense when you think about it. Ha ha ha. All right. The day people understand this image, everything changes. You don't have to be the small fish being eaten by the sharks when the small fish unite. You can eat the sharks. True. All right. Uh, I missed one payment. <laughs> they're they're repoing his uh, his kitty car. I had one just like that. All right. Look. Uh, looks like a very serious leak under the sink. Look at that leak. It's very <laughs> serious. Too serious. I don't always get blocked on Facebook, but when I do, it's a good indication I was right and they couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh, man. Good old Jack Nicholson. He's not in anything anymore. Yeah, he's just growing fat and comfortable on all the money he made, man. Now he's just a millionaire chilling out, you know, enjoying his good years. All right, uh, 100 bucks says there's a coyote under there. It looks like a, meep, one meep. of those... Uh, yeah, meep, meep. Uh, here is a comprehensive list of everything you're entitled to and what the world owes you. It's a blank notepad. True. Finally convinced the wife to go on a cross-country motorcycle trip. Man. That thing looks fancy. Looks fun. Yeah. If the motorcycle could actually handle something like that and and like it wouldn't fall over on you, that'd be pretty fun. I, I don't know. Here's a rare photo of a baby carrot clinging to its mother before being eaten by a heartless vegan. Stop the cruelty now. <laughs> Too many t-shirts. Stop the cruelty. Yeah, poor baby baby carrot I painted my chicken coop egg production tripled in only three days that's funny uh, here's a uh, cool picture of a building prop that I guess they built on like what if we decorated all of our buildings like this that would be awesome just have crazy <laughs> things 
Like they do that. it in Alcatraz East. They have uh, escaped prisoners, and that's where they have all the murderabilia, uh, which is illegal to have in some states, but they have a whole museum, and they have, like, escapees oh, in the wow. building. It's pretty cool. Murderabilia. That's M great. That's murderabilia. Murderabilia. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I own plenty that, of it. Uh, that sounds like uh, what a hitman would send you in the mail. Murder and Ibilia. Yep. <laughs> Aliens returning the lib they abducted after listening to them rant about they-them pronouns for hours. Oh, they-them. Alrighty, uh, y'all ready for this Simpson prophecy to come true? <laughs> I'm so ready. Oh, man. They're both aliens! Wouldn't well, surprise me. What if, it, what if it was like during the presidential debates for the 2024 election... Somebody like runs up on stage, and you know, they're both they're all aliens, or they demask themselves. Yeah, or they unmask themselves, and they're like, "We've been here along all along. We own you." All right. Uh, if men are from Mars and women are from Venus, I assume those other genders were pulled out of Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. Yeah. Uh. Some people don't need help. They just want attention. And there's a guy like sitting in a pool. He could totally stand up. And the guy comments, he actually needs help because he can't come out without clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's funny because I saw this meme without the comment. And uh, it's like, look, they, they just got to get out of the water. But he's like, nah, they don't. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> stole their clothes. Another great day to wake up unjabbed with no mystery juice floating around in my body doing God knows what. <laughs> I feel for those people that fell, you know, for the for the uh, deception, man. You know, it's uh, it's me too. I'm such a Debbie Downer this episode. All the funny things, and I'm always thinking about the like the the heavier side of it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm no, just like... I mean. We have the freedom of speech in this country. That's what makes the show great. That's what makes America great. Yeah. All right. I run like the winded. Not the wind. The winded. <laughs> uh, just when you thought your commute couldn't get any worse. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'd hate to be that guy on that day. I'd hate if to he be survives the... it, if that is. You know, that's I'd crazy. hate to be the car in the back. Autocorrect has become my worst enema. <laughs> that happens to me daily. Oh, yeah, me too. Not the enemas, the autocorrect. Well, sometimes <laughs> the enemas. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, we won't really know long-term side effects for maybe two years or so. <laughs> oh, man. Suddenly... The truth has been revealed suddenly. When your beach towel is from Costco, you can cover a, a huge portion of the beach by the wholesale good quality price. Uh, I wish we could crossbreed the mosquitoes and the lightning bugs. At least then we could see them coming. Yeah. I like that one. I like that idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Man, well, I recently had a bad bout with some chiggers. Oh, man, those uh, had, are the worst. Man, Ugh. just some tall grass. Eat each up. 
I heard they like did they go down in your skin and then they die there. But I don't know if that's true or if that's just something I was told. I don't know, man. Either way, they're terrible. And if that's the way they do it, that's even freakier. Yeah. He says the Roswell aliens are real. See, nobody cares. Show us the Epstein list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, when you tell a girl you bring home six figures a month, and they're like, oh, really? And uh, it's uh, action figures you're talking about. <laughs> Okay, um, there's a Barbie in all of us, because microplastics. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, when you, when you hear about the microplastic epidemic and how in all of our water bottles, our food, uh, all of the crazy ways that plastics are in our bodies, it's, it's crazy, man. There truly is a Barbie in all of us. Yep, sadly. Here's driving school in 1945. That looks like so much fun compared driving to what I went school. through. What did you go through for driving school, Jeremiah? A pen and a paper, and then they took us on the real road, but we didn't get cool little bumper cars. That's what those look like. They're probably stationary, but at least they teach you how to use your blinker. They don't, they don't even know how to do that out here on the roads. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, of course, the person who uh, didn't pay attention to their person, didn't pay attention to this license plate, uh, probably should have gone back to driving school. It says, someone didn't listen. And the, the license plate says, please stop. <laughs> and the car's got a giant dent in the backside of it. That sucks. All right. Uh, here's the highway to heaven, if you guys were looking for it. Well, wouldn't the other way be being the highway to hell? Yeah, I guess if you're on the, the return trip on the on the left side there. <laughs> at least you can always turn around. It's never too late. Yeah, at least you can always... Yeah, that's a good point, Jeremiah. That's like a, a great metaphor for us today. <laughs> you can always do a little turnaround, a little U-turn on your path. Okay, uh, redneck word of the day. Inhale. <laughs> Why in the hell did I go to Walmart today? <laughs> yep why in hell did i go to walmart today <laughs> oh man uh there was a misunderstanding when i asked for vinyl siding now that's blasphemy right there anybody who does that to their records does not care about music <laughs> i would always go looking for good vinyls at thrift stores and it's always just like really old country folk vinyl because everybody brings home and buys the rock and the uh you know the popular vinyls uh from the 60s 70s and 80s but they always seem to leave those like unknown country and folk vinyl records that are just like everybody like takes the good ones and leaves the bad ones so yeah um, I, I, can't wait till you, vinyl. I can't wait till you come down and see my vinyl collection it is pretty pretty slick i must say and they're all original press about it man it, it, it's like bringing back this technology of of kinetic sound it's so amazing and, and it's different than listening to something digitally you know it's really cool mm -hmm. uh i don't know their musical style but i'd buy this album <laughs> it looks like an album cover heck yeah i would 
Cats and Dogs. Meow what would you What would you name this band? Uh, uh, probably Meow Wolf. Have you ever heard of Meow Wolf? It's like a museum. Meow Wolf. No. Yeah, they're they're like popping up all over the country. It's like you enter a dimension and stuff. But that's that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw it. Meow Wolf. Uh, don't touch the bread with hands. Please use tongue. <laughs> tongue. It's important the way you read that. Uh, when you turn Stormtrooper's helmet upside down, they are much less serious looking. <laughs> they must be on, funny. The, on the Jedi side. Yeah, the good guy Stormtroopers have upside down helmets. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh procrastination is totally a good thing you always have something to do tomorrow plus you have nothing to do today <laughs> oh That's man true. procrastination has been my downfall in this life i will say that man yeah man. king coaches have a deck party on the back of your truck it's like a family reunion where i come from yeah, that looks actually really cool. Uh, I don't know how much horsepower that truck would need to get around with all that weight on it, but um, it definitely looks like a, a sweet, sweet setup. Have you ever seen the, ta the like Tacozilla? It's a Tacoma, Toyota Tacoma that they made into a camper, and you can actually get to the back from the front. You gotta look, check it oh, out. It's very cool. Tacozilla. I'll check that out. Uh, in 1977, going to school versus 2023 snow day. <laughs> yeah, I always heard those stories from my parents and my grandparents. We had to hike miles in the freezing cold blizzard just to get to school. <laughs> I did. And there we go. Uh, Exhibit different a. world back then. It was safe enough to walk the streets. Uh, this is a banana. If you see an apple, you're a right-wing extremist. Yep. What do you see, Jeremiah? Uh, the, uh, 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 an apple, of course. Uh, you I'm see an right apple? Uh-oh. I, uh -oh. you're, you're... I, I see a peach. Oh, but this a peach. A, a peach? So you're kind of in the middle. I, there, there's always a third option. I could see that being a peach. If it didn't have the apple core... Just the way that it looks. Like, it's got the right color. No, but it, it is a banana. I don't think you understand. It is a banana, and it, it's... <laughs> you are racist. You are homophobic. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a, a great anal a great metaphor for what's happening in the world today with uh, a much more obvious distinction, uh, the distinction of gender, right? Well, you, so. you know what Scar always said? He said... I'm surrounded by idiots. And that's the case today. Yes. Yes. Uh, they cut me off, but I decided to let it slide. <laughs> let's uh, cool let's just let the guy with the machine gun on his vehicle, uh, you know, cut me off. No worries. I bet you I know who he voted for. <laughs> yeah, who'd that guy vote for? <laughs> let us know in the comments who, the, who you think that guy yeah, voted Who do you for. think that guy with the machine gun Jeep voted for? <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, here's a picture of a lenticular cloud over Mount Rainier. Super cool. Pretty rare cloud formation. And uh, last meme of the day, people in the 60s. I better not say that or the government will wiretap my house. People today. Hey, wiretap. 
do you have a recipe for pancakes? <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. All right, that'll be all the memes for today, folks. All right, Jake, thank you for another great current news and memes as always. Opa, thank you for another great Opus Corner. I hope you enjoyed today's history. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Never quit fighting. Let no man deceive you. And thank you for standing alongside us as we fight for justice and continue our quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform.